Welcome to 50 Words for Murder, the podcast where we delve to the stories behind the headlines. Before I go any further today, though, um, I need to really issue you guys a trigger warning. This case that we're going to discuss is it's absolutely horrific. Um, and because of that, we want to make sure that you're aware that we're going to have discussions and content that could be triggering or emotionally challenging for some listeners. Topics may include things like um, child abuse, child sexual abuse, rape, domestic violence, child neglect, and drug usage. We do believe in open and honest conversations, but we also want to prioritize your well-being. So if you find that any part of today's episode becomes uncomfortable or distressing, please remember that it's okay to skip ahead or even turn the episode off if you need to. Your mental and emotional health are important to us. And I really cannot stress this warning enough. Um, my, my guest today, Lauren Conlin, who I'll introduce herself in a moment, um, I warned her about doing this episode and she was like, yeah, I'll be fine until she actually started delving into it because that is how horrific this case is. So before we get into the details of it, Lauren, why don't you... Uh, first, thank you for, for joining us today and uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Of course. Thanks for having me, Justin. So I'm Lauren Conlin. I'm the host of Corruption, What Happened to Grant Solomon, which is a true crime podcast that Justin is very familiar with. And he has also covered the story. Um, I have an entire podcast dedicated to this case specifically because we're treating it like an active investigation. Um, but I, my regular beat as a reporter is, is true crime and entertainment. And so I also have another podcast called Lauren interviews. And, um, yeah, I just want to tell your audience that what you said is a hundred percent correct. You told me about this case. I briefly looked it up. I, I had heard something about it, but I think I just kind of said, okay, I'll check on that later. You mentioned it. I looked it up briefly. I didn't get into the details. And then I um, decided to look everything over a few days ago. I caught up on all your videos. And um, I will tell you, I, I did not sleep at all that night. Uh, I, I could not. I, my brain was racing. I am, you know, I'm a Christian. And I, I found myself really asking God, like, what? Why? Why do these things happen? And that's obviously for another time, another topic, and probably another podcast. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree with you. This is the type of topic that can really make you question your faith because it's like, how could something like this happen? And you guys might think that right now we are we are over overselling it for lack of a better word, but we we are definitely not. In We're fact, not. if anything, we are probably we're probably under underselling it. Um so that being said, the case that we're going to talk about is something out of Kentucky that happened fairly recently, uh, July 30th of uh, 2023 is I think when it, it all went down, but we're talking about baby Elena. And the reason that we're doing this podcast, despite the horrific nature of it, is because it's a case that needs awareness. And sometimes when you have platforms like myself or like Lauren have, you have to talk about the incredibly uncomfortable and horrific things because those people, especially in this case, baby Elena no longer has a voice. Not that she did when she was only 17 months old when she passed. Um, spoiler alert there, but um, she was 17 months old when she passed and she didn't have a voice when she was alive. And so in an attempt to make sure that justice is received for her as best it can be, uh, we want to make sure that this case is, is known. So yes, um, I, I guess I will, I will start this off. Um, it's not TikTok, so I don't have to be as, uh, you know, <laughs> censored. So we'll just, we'll just use, we'll just, we'll just get through it. So baby Elena 
um, Elena Hembry, was a uh, 17-month-old baby out of Middlesbrough, Kentucky. And her mom, Erica Lawson, was um, arrested at this point for her murder, which we'll get into details later, and is currently being held on a million-dollar bond, which she will definitely not be able to make. She's 21. Um, And basically what happened is under her care, baby Elena was raped and beaten to death by six men. So... As I said, it's a it's a topic that is very upsetting. Um, both Lauren and I are parents. We we both have daughters, and it's just it's it's mind boggling how something like this could happen. So, uh, I'll let you kind of chime in here on that one, and I'll, I'll yeah. Take a moment. So no, uh, take yeah, take a minute, and um, you know this, I I really can't get over this case, Justin. And I, I want to, I, I was searching and searching through, um, to get more details about these six men. So I don't know if you have them or how, if you can just sort of explain, cause I think people, when they hear this episode, people are going to start Googling immediately, just like I did. Yeah. And it's really difficult to find information like this just on a regular Google search from certain news outlets. So, I felt like I, I was digging and digging and, and I believe there was one very, very local news outlet that actually even said that she was raped. Um, a lot of them say that she was just assaulted, which I think is is why maybe people don't think this is as horrific as it is because they're not actually putting all that information out there. So I'm just curious, like where where can we find some of this information that sort of says six men and maybe who these six men were in relation to her? So that's a great question. And a lot of this stuff is not being covered by the media at all. And and that's part of the problem with this Mm -hmm. case is that there's not a lot out there. Um, So the two best resources uh, are, there's actually two Facebook groups. And I know that people might roll their eyes when I say that. Um, And in those groups, a lot of information is you know, is there and it's, it is real information, including, you know, the father of baby Elena, who we will discuss in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, who, by the way, I, I do not believe, I think that we'll, we'll talk about Trey, the father, he was not involved in what happened to his daughter. He like, he wasn't part of the assault. He wasn't mm-hmm. part of the abuse, none of that. So I want to just clear that out of the way right now. Um, but he did know the people who did. And so the stuff that I sent you, I don't know if you guys have to go through all of it, but some of those text messages Mm -hmm. from Trey, if that makes sense now, um, and Trey from Erica, and and we'll get into it. But if you remember when, when he, she texted him and said, you know, a gentleman, we'll go and say names that we know. She said, Harvey, you know, Harvey raped our baby. I mean, I I read that and I'm like, I'm sorry. Are are you, (laughs) it's just, for her to put that in a sentence, I think that was even like a DM or something over DM. It wasn't. It was. It looked like it was a Facebook it was, message. Yeah, maybe. it looked something, and it was so casual. I am. I mean, I am. I'm sick to my stomach. I am this this girl, and you see this picture of Erica Lawson, the one that's 
you know, everywhere in the media wearing that same thing that Brian Koberger had on, whatever that stupid green vest is called. I mean, she looks, they make her look like this scared little innocent. And it it's, it's pissing me off. Frankly, it's pissing me off. I think you did a video Fair. and yeah. And it said like, she got roughed up in prison and I'm kind of like, I don't, yeah. Is that horrible to say? Good. I'm like, what? I mean, like, girl, this is going to no, be happening to you for the rest of your life because of this. And let me tell you this, Justin, I, and I, I was searching her on Instagram. She has another child. She has another she daughter. Yes. So I and, was like, and I will share you with you something about that, that you don't know in a minute, please tell me, because I'm like, wait a second. You know, you hear about these cases and how, you know, there is a, a bunch of kids in a family and one kid is uh, the child that gets the, the blame and the brunt of everything that goes wrong in the family. And you wonder, how did this happen? How did this, you know, how did this child get picked? And then you go to Erica Lawson's Instagram and you see, I believe the last picture she took with baby Elena was her with holding Elena and saying like baby snuggles are the best or something like that. And I think when I saw that, I think I just had to throw my phone and I'm just like, how does it go from that to, you know, this and another reason why social media is such BS. I didn't say the ba- a bad word. Am I allowed to curse on here? I'm not sure. You can. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. We, this is why. this is absolutely this is uncensored. Yeah. It's not TikTok. Okay, cool. It's such bullshit. Social media is absolute and utter bullshit, and it it upset me so much. I see all the oh my daughter heaven this and that, and then you see a few pictures of Lena, and then again the last one, and maybe that's when she started her drug addled spiral, right? Maybe that's when things went downhill. Maybe things were really wonderful the first few months. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I was just, I, my blood was boiling. Yeah. And and I agree with you. And, and for when people do Google this and see it, if they haven't seen the videos already, um, not that it matters what baby Elena looked like, but the child looks like a literal cabbage patch doll. She's freaking adorable. She's Mm -hmm. absolutely adorable. And how somebody could hurt this child, um, you know, is beyond me. And, and, you know, for me, one thing that, that really kept me up at night was that, I'm not trying to get emotional here, but like this child is relying on parents and the adults in her life to protect her. And at 17 months, she had not that anybody even at, you know, you know, 20 years old necessarily understand, or, but, but they might have a better yeah. grasp. Something like this happening to her and nobody helping her. I can't imagine what was going through this baby's head. And it's just when I, if I sit there and I let myself go down that path, I, I will get very upset. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull myself off of that real quick, but mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so there was that text message between Erica and, and, and Trey, um, about that. And, and you're right, it was very casual and then it went to an audio call. So I don't know what happened from there. Mm. Like you said though, before I guess we go deeper down the rabbit hole of Elena, they do have another, she does have another child. It's not they, it's, it's my understanding. It's not Trey's kid. Um, right. it's another kid. And that child's been living with the grandparents for quite some time, but there was, and I couldn't find it again. It was, it was either in the group or it was sent to me by somebody. Um, so because of, you know, having the platform and talking about the story, you know, I'm getting access, unfortunately, yeah. to, to right. me, because that's the, yeah. Um, cause if you notice some of the stuff, which we'll talk about here, I haven't talked about in my video because I think mm-hmm. that it's just too, too harsh for TikTok, but, um, she does have another child, but there was a photo floating around of that child with a black eye. <gasps> oh, of the other, which, and I'm wondering, yeah. that kid must be three or four, 
right? Yeah, something now. like that. I don't know how old, but yeah, something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, and now, so that child did not live with her at this time. My understanding it's, is no. It's, you know, okay. that child, that she's been with the grandparents for quite some time, from my understanding. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, and you know what? Let's just put it out there, not to be offensive to anybody here, but this is... Uh, this this seems like very a low income uh area in Kentucky. It is. I think it was yes, low income. Um clearly people are women are getting pregnant at a very, very young age. Uh they're probably doing drugs while they're pregnant. I'm I, you know, that town, it looked like there wasn't, you know, a lot of um not a lot of affluent people, not a lot of great schools. And again, I'm not saying this to uh, offend anybody, but that's just facts. So just to paint a picture for people listening. And then, you know, you had also sent me uh, something that I found interesting that Elena, you know, didn't spend every day at home with with no. Erica. Erica was clearly a drug addict, had problems. I, I don't even know if she went to work or not, but an ex-addict who was very open about that and the message took care of her and really loved her like a mother would or a caregiver would. So I don't know if you can get open up about that, but I found that to be really interesting. I think I might've missed that part because I was more focused on all the bad stuff. Oh so yeah. That, so, so you might want to, so you might want to take us down that. Yeah, path. no, I, there was a message in a Facebook group about a woman who um, she was an ex addict and she had said that she was, I, I like again. This is this is loose loose off of what what the message said, but I interpreted at it as that she was kind of like a, a babysitter or like you know acted like a daycare for Elena, and she grew to really love her and care about her. And she noticed bruises, and she noticed yeah. uh, burn marks from crack pipes or whatever the hell it was. Um, go ahead. What you can correct me. What no, was it? No, no, yeah. no exactly. Well, it's, they um they're. As in the South, there's a big problem, uh, meth, methamphetamine. Meth, thank you. Okay, so it was a meth burn. Um, and so she brought it up to Erica. And, um, you know, Erica, I think Erica said she fell on a sippy cup or something like that. And, you know, this woman is, she kind of said she knew that she wasn't being honest, but she didn't do anything about it. And now this woman has to live with that guilt because who would ever, like Justin, who would ever, you can... This woman should not blame herself, first of all. I mean, because who would ever imagine no. that? That, that were, would to be, like, what's going to happen? Like, who would ever imagine that? It's horrible. Well, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a big, there's a, it's a big stretch to go from, hey, you got burned with a meth pipe, which is fucking terrible. Horrible, in the yes. Don't have, your, don't have your toddler around or your baby around, you know, heavy drug usage or any drug usage. But it, it, it's a pretty big stretch to go from that to being raped by, by six men you know, um, and beaten with a bat, supposedly. I still have a hard time believing that she was armed by six different... I, I just cannot imagine. I, I can't. I. They found six different DNA samples, in my understanding, they're all semen. So... Oh my I'm gosh, sorry. See, I'm I, sorry. Did, I did not even know that. That's why I'm just like, wait, what? And I also, I feel like what's... I mean, I want to know toxicology. Did they give her a toxicology report? And if they did... You know, this is going to I'd be curious about that too. Well, because it's like, no, it's okay. It's going to sound horrible, but it's like, I hope she wasn't present for, um, for that. And okay. And so let's talk about that for a minute. Um, because I do have some information now, again, you know, with this, typically when we, when we talk about things, 
you know, in other episodes that we do, we have a lot of factual information that's been given us uh, to us from the media and or police or whatever. We don't have that in this case. What we do have is people in a Facebook group who are very obviously close to this case. They know the people involved. They're sharing their own personal information, their own screenshots and things that they have. Trey, the father, was in this group until he went to jail, which I'm just going to say why he's in jail. He went to jail because he's a fucking dumbass. Um, he he is. He's a fucking he's he a fucking dumbass. He's he's. Do you know why? You know why he's in jail, right? For weed, right? I mean, something well, stupid things. like that. Yeah. Two things. Two things. Outstanding warrants, and he apparently left a bag, a backpack, <laughs> of fucking weed in the aisle of a Walmart. Which weed smells, guys? Like weed smell. I love you. Smelled weed. You can literally have it like really far from you. It'll still smell. The whole room will smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and my understanding is he is he is still in jail. Um. But you know whatever. So, uh, but my understanding from different messages in this group, different people involved, is that um, in the past, baby Elena had to be Narcaned to be brought back. Yeah, I know you didn't know that. Um, because that was not in the messages My I sent you. My gosh, that wasn't a kind of. It should be narcan. That wasn't and, enough to take her away. What is Kentucky well, so, doing? What? Well, here's well, let's, well. So here's the thing on that. Um, an uncle saw the bruises. Well, first of all, you know, I, I don't know where they got the narcan. You know, a lot of these drug addicts, they just get it and they have it. You know, but, true. Okay. Um, but an uncle had saw the bruises, was concerned, and reported. Uh, you know, the situation to to CPS, and. They didn't know she kept moving around. They they couldn't find them. They didn't know where she was. And when they finally did catch up to where they believed that she was, she wouldn't open the door. So apparently, the way to thwart CPS is just to not open the fucking door. I've heard that before, Justin. I hate to say it, or just say open the door and say what? No, they move. They don't live here. Close it. Sorry, I'm giving all these assholes ideas that they're listening. But yeah, I don't um, think most. I don't think most. Of my yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but no, it's, I'm just, it's funny. You said the Narcan thing. I mean, in New York City now where I live, they have them in vending machines for, for the meth. Which, which uh, is good. Uh, I mean, it's good to have it, but your baby should not be Narcan. And, and then, and it leads me to, down the, again, because we don't know, we don't know what we don't know, mm-hmm. but, and, and, and this is, this is not, there's no way to have a good conversation. I mean, none of this is a good conversation, but. Right, right. Um, like, did Erica sell her baby for for drugs or was it that she was so they kept her so doped up that she didn't know now here's the thing like erica is a 21 year old female mm-hmm. you know she's not like ugly or you know anything wrong with her like and i not that i'm i, I condone any type of abuse but like i would much like and i'll just say this for my for my own children, i would much rather somebody do that to me rape me than rape my daughter I mean, yes, any parent, any, like, I'm, it's, yes, it's disgusting. It's, and, and I. It's vile. It's not, it's horrific. It's vile. It's the, what I think about this woman, Erica, this girl, whatever she is. I, I think she, she sold her daughter for I money. Think so too. Just so Erica could get drugs or whatever it was that she wanted. Um, and I think that that is what it is. And she, you know, Research says your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 28 years old. But, um, you know, this, this is so, this is just inhumane. It's unspeakable. And it's like, I don't care how old you are. 21 is old enough. I mean, if you were, 
I don't know if if you're 15, it's old enough, right? Like it's just there. There is yeah. absolutely no excuse. And I think you said this, which actually really affected me. But you know, you said I think it was Kentucky's only um, asked for the death penalty three different mm-hmm. times since the 70s, and now they're asking. Well, for no, no, they've asked it for. They have a bunch of people. Uh, they have a few people on death row, but they've only executed three people. Okay, sorry. Since yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's yeah. not super common. And now. While I think that Erica absolutely needs to get the book thrown at her, I am very concerned about these men that obviously, you know, potentially did this to baby Elena yeah. and what they're doing in their own well, lives. Well, they did do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I like, like I said, we, I, say, we haven't named names, so we can't say we don't have to say allegedly. We'll get allegedly when we get to names, but okay, fine. Um, so they did. But, so, but we know that I, six okay. men. Yeah, we know six men did this because they have DNA. Okay, and then what is the reason about the DNA taking a year to come back from when they... What is that? Yeah, I'm going to table that. I'm going to table that. We're going to come back to that. But um, but I also want to say, so yeah, the state of Kentucky is going after the death penalty, not just for Erica, the mother, but for anybody involved in this case, including the six men. Okay. So they want, they want them dead. And, um, and Erica is just not talking or she's claiming she doesn't know, or do we even know that? Like, no, we don't know anything. That's what's really frustrating because why wouldn't she sing to try to save her own ass at this point? I, exactly. And so, you know, something that I've noticed in my, um, my career is that when I will try to pitch a story just as a reporter or as a journalist, I'm going to tell everybody right now, major news outlets and even Dateline, if you notice on Dateline, especially, you won't see anything about pedophilia or child rape or, um, you'll see very little child abuse. You'll see some child abuse, but nothing about child rape assault because it's immediate click from the viewers, from the listeners, from the readers, whatever. This is something that is very, I, I don't want to call it taboo because it's not really the right word for it, but nobody wants to hear it and nobody it's wants to. Exactly. So that is why I think that they are being, um, they are hiding this. And I feel like, I don't know if it's me or why am I all of a sudden hearing so much about pedophilia in the last few years with Sound of Freedom, with like, it's just, there's so much human trafficking, child tra- There's just so much. I feel like I never, um, I never used to hear about that. I don't know well, if what's going on or if that's a coincidence, but yeah. Well, I think that, you know, I think that it's unfortunately it's been an issue for for literally forever. I think of that you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you when you look at like you know, so I was born in the you know in the early '80s, and you know before the internet and stuff like that. Number one, um, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't talk about things like that. You know, if you had if you had it going on most of the time, you know, the victims know the person, so it's going on oftentimes in the home or through a right. family member, family friend, whatever. Um, so they're not going to talk about it because they're they're being groomed. I, and I think though, with the internet, unfortunately, one of the the negative side of it, the internet, is it gives. You know, we were talking about this right before you know you got on with you know, or before we got on this podcast with, you know, people reaching out to kids via you know some of the games they play or, or chat, and the internet gives them so much more access to children. And unfortunately, um, 
you know, we might be good with the internet, but the kids will always be better. They will always be one step ahead of us. They will always find apps to be able to hide what they're doing. Yeah. And, yeah, and right. so it's hard. Right. It's hard. And so I think yeah. that that's part of it though, because now for people who are, you know, into this sort of thing, um, they now have a much broader reach. And I think that because of that, the internet makes it, and, you know, I think that, you know, that also probably makes it easier for them to find content. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if you follow a TikTok advocate, Uh, her and I become friends, Katie Ray. She's a survivor of child sex trafficking. And um, so I've learned a lot about like ever since, you know, Ever since I, I've started following her, I used to like post picture, you know, post videos with my daughter stuff. You almost never see her on anything on the internet now. Because now that I've been following her, I, I refuse to like show her. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. Thanks for that. I know. I actually have been posting my kids um after you know, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should scrub okay. them like entirely from the internet. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you what finally yeah. what did it for me. I'll, I'll tell you the story what did it for me. This is a little bit of a sidebar going, you know, unrelated, yeah. but sort of related. Apparently there are companies out there that make sex dolls. We know that they exist, right? Um, but apparently you can buy and people and people, you know, you're on camera so you can see me with people who are listening. I'm using air quotes here. You can buy mini dolls. Okay, that's what they're called. Mini dolls. About the size and shape of children. At the same time, anybody can lift a picture of off the internet and they can send it into this company and say, hey, I want the child to, I want, I want my mini doll to look like this. And they can, they will custom make uh-huh. this mini doll. Uh-huh. So now my daughter's face is not on the internet. That's as best as I can be. So gross. That's literally it's, so scary and so gross. Oh my gosh. I'm glad I knew that. Um, I, I, uh, follow Kate, follow TikTok I, advocate. <laughs> I'm literally, after we get off, I'm literally going to go follow her. Um, but no, I, you know, Justin, like I, I was telling you this before I, I Googled a case that was very similar to this, but, um, the, the girl survived and your listeners may have heard of this case. It's very, it's, it's, it's pretty well known. It's the girl in the closet, Lauren Cavanaugh. And Lauren Cavanaugh is, I think she's 30 right now, but essentially she was kept in a closet from age, age two to eight. Um, and it was in a, her parents' trailer. There was five other kids. So, you know, when her siblings were out playing, she was stuck in the closet. They, um, they starved her, and and this is a this is obviously a massive trigger warning to everybody. Lauren Cavanaugh, they starved her, they beat her, they would only take her out of of the closet. And remember, this was between the ages of two and eight, um, for her mom and her stepdad to uh, rape her, or when they sold her to other pedophiles. So when um, she was rescued, when she was eight, she had stopped growing at the age of two, uh, just from not eating, and she. Um, I mean, she, the state of this child, if I can tell you how bad it was, and I'm, I'm almost certain it would be, baby Elena would be a bit similar um, in, in certain ways. But for this girl, Lauren Kavanaugh, I mean, she, they compared her to a Holocaust victim um, in terms of health, but she also had swallowed, she was so hungry, she swallowed plastic, she swallowed her own hair. Oh, she had, she thing. was... Yeah, and the surgery that had to be done to her genital area, I can't even I can't even begin to to go there. But my point is here, she survived. And 
this age, right, from two to eight, kids, you know, they learn um, empathy. They learn uh, right and wrong. They learn how to act in social situations. They just learn how to cope with life. She didn't have that. This girl didn't have that. So the journey ahead for her, if you look at her now, I hate this, you know, she's had, it's, it's, I'm not even telling you the whole story, how bad her life has been, you know, since, and it's gotten better, but you know, she got arrested in, in 2020 for, um, inappropriate sexual activity conversations with a 14 year old. She didn't know any better. They, so they put her in a mental institution where she's had over 30 suicide attempts. I mean, it's, it's a horrible, horrible life for these kids, even if they're getting all the love in the world after that. So I guess like my, my question here is like, I, I, I think about baby Elena and I, this is obviously not God's plan. I'm not saying that, but I mean, if, she, if she lived, I don't know. I don't know what, what her life would have been. Do you know what I'm it saying? It would not have been good. No, I know what you're saying. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been good. And, and it would have been, it would have been trauma, both physical, emotional, mental trauma, for the rest of her life, it would have been it would have been a struggle, and she should have never been put in the position to have what happened to her. And no, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, and and I agree with you what you said earlier. You know, I hope to God that she wasn't present for what she had to endure. Um, right, right. It's, because, it's true. Be, because again, we're gonna, and this is this is something that I'm pretty sure you might have read this. I can't remember if this was something I sent you or not, mm-hmm. but there was a text conversation that looked to me like it was from a nurse that was involved in the situation. So let me let me let me actually hold on. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Let, okay. Let's talk about what happened first. Um, so before we get into the men, before we get into um, you know a little bit more details. The night the baby Elena died, July thirtieth, um, August first, somewhere around that whole era. I don't know, but I don't know when she technically was pronounced dead. But mm-hmm. um, Erica waited about forty-five minutes to take her to a hospital, knowing she needed to go to a hospital. And by the time she arrived at the hospital, she was brain dead. The baby Elena was was considered to be brain dead. Um, in an attempt to save her, they they put her on life support, got her stable enough to be life flighted to East Tennessee, to Knoxville, to a children's hospital there. Erica, the mother, stayed at the hospital in Kentucky for an hour and then left. Did you know that part? Okay, you did not know that part. Stayed at the hospital for an hour and then left. And so in one of my original videos, I had said that unfortunately baby Elena had to die alone. I did make a correction in the following one that I learned after the fact that Trey and his parents, I think mom and stepdad are dad and stepmom, I don't remember which which combination, but they were there and he was holding her when she was taken off. So at least her dad was there. Wait, so uh, Erica didn't get on the helicopter or where, however no. they got to Tennessee. Trey did. They, Trey did, but the, Erica did not. And we don't know if she was like too fucked up out of her mind. I don't to, give a fuck if she was or not. No, I'm just wondering, like, what what was the... Like, I have no I don't, idea. I'm sure she was. What I'm sure could she you was, possibly have as an excuse to, like... I, I just, I'm, I'm... You're a piece of shit, that's why. I'm, that's my head is like, yeah, you're just the scum of the earth. I mean, that is like... You can't even call like, someone like that a human being. That's not even a human being. She's a fucking monster. 
I mean, I I loved your video when somebody came at you and like, why aren't you just calling them a mom? Why are you calling them a birth person? I'm like, I'm with you. That's not a mom. Are you insane? That woman is literally, she's she's a, 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 a yeah, a birth person is right. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. she's not a mom. Yeah, yeah exactly. She, she was an incubator at most. You know, I, I <laughs> yes. the thing is people, people take, you know, can, you know, and, and whatever. I take the role in the title of dad or father very seriously. I know my wife does the same thing for mom or mother. I'm quite positive you do the same. Somebody like that who allows that to happen to their child doesn't say that that does not deserve the same title that every other real parent does exactly. for their children. That is not a fucking parent. What she Because no parent would allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. But she goes there. Now, here are things that you probably don't know. Um, that I have not said in any video because it's too harsh. Okay. Um, given, well, there's a couple of things we'll talk about. First is they had put a cap on Elena when she was, um, sorry, this is hard. Uh, they put a cap on Elena when she was in the hospital and Trey at one point apparently took off the cap and giant clumps of her hair were completely ripped out, like in three spots. Like there were just three bald spots where they had ripped out her hair. Oh my gosh. Um, sorry. I- my, my, I know, I told you, it's very hard. Um, the other thing which I mentioned earlier is it's rumored, alleged, that she was beaten with a baseball bat. Okay. Um, and then I mentioned, started to talk about the nurses earlier. I believe, I don't know this to be fact, that it's as a nurse, but the way the discussion read to me sounded like somebody in healthcare that... Sorry, sorry, guys. This is this is tough. The 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 person who masters my audio will have to get rid of the pauses. But um, apparently, when you took the diaper off, number one, it was very obvious, and it was just blood rushing from both ends. I that sweet baby. I I just pray. I pray this that is she horrific. is. Yeah, I pray that. I and I know she is. I know that. She's in in the arms of Jesus right now. And that's all that I can think of personally that's giving me um, solace in any of this. Because if I don't think of that, then, um, you know, then I'll lose, I'll lose hope in all of humanity, I think, Justin, if I don't think of it that way. The, this story makes you, yeah, it does a lot. And, and I, you know, again, this is a story I hate talking about it. I, it's, I'm going to probably not sleep tonight again because of it. And um, it's kept me up many, many nights. But it's again, like we said at the beginning, it's a story that needs to be told. So, yeah, yeah, here and we are. I think I think um, just to reiterate why it needs to be told is, you know, Please. in in your link tree, there you put a a petition for baby Elena that is going around, I and I think I think this is really important because I think that you know there needs to be harsher laws on pedophiles because it, you know, this petition states that in most States they get five to 10 years and then they go and they do it again. And you know what? Maybe it's not a physical murder to these children, but it is absolutely a mental murder. It is, it is, you are killing these. It is not even, it's like, it's, you're destroying these children. You, I mean, when people joke and say, Oh, pedophiles need the firing squad. That's not a joke. They do. I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean, it's like, that's, that's something that it's, there needs to be harsher laws. That is why stories like baby Elena, they need to be told these, these, these sick people. This is not something that you get reform from pedophilia. That is a study. This has been studied for years and years and years. It's not something you can just undo. Right. So it's like, you gotta, they gotta stay in jail for life. 
If they don't, it's going to get worse and worse and worse because they don't get caught yeah. once. They keep, you know what I'm saying? They keep going and then it's worse. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, well, especially I, because, especially if the punishment is a slap on the wrist, you know, for, for when they do this and why, what's the, you know, whatever. And, and you mentioned the petition. So, yeah, I will put a link uh, for anybody listening. It's on my, my website, just on TikTok.com. But I'll also put a link here to it. But there is a petition for them to, I think it's for children under 12. Um, basically, I forget what exactly it was, but they want they want harsher laws in Kentucky for for these offenders um, who are who are harming young children, yeah. and and you know the the thing about the what's, what's funny is I completely ignore the instructions on the 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 petition, which was if you only if you live in Kentucky, well, no, fuck I that. did too. I signed it too. <laughs> I no, too. I signed it too. And I, and I, and guess what? It's probably got, cause I get little updates cause I signed. It's like, because of, cause I shared the link. It tells me, I, I would say probably over a thousand people have signed it based off my link. Yes. And I signed it from your link. You, so. But how, but how, but how are, how are the legislators going to know that these are constituents? Are they going to sit there with a freaking phone book? Oh, that's a really I, old, old I feel but, like, I feel like they're not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're not, but I mean, and I did notice that it was like specifically to Kentucky, which is fine, but this needs to be, um, this needs to be, uh, you know, but you know what it can start in Kentucky. I agree. It can start in Kentucky yeah. and then it can, it can trickle out and, you know, completely different case, which I've not talked about yet, but we will at some point on this podcast, Gabby Petito, what, what, yeah. Nicole, what Nicole, Nikki, um, and Joe Petito are doing, Nikki Schmidt and Joe Petito are doing to change laws on domestic violence. They're going state to state, and eventually it will get to be enough that they can turn it federal. That's the goal. Yeah. And that's the same thing that needs to start here. And, you know, it all, it all starts somewhere. So, yes, go sign the petition. Screw it if you don't live in Kentucky. Sign it anyways. Yeah, sign um, it anyway. Seriously. So so then we, we've kind of, we've had a chance to, to kind of re- you know, gather ourselves after mm. what we just talked about. So now let's 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 undo all of our gathering again, and I will give you more information. Okay. So my understanding from people in this group who are close and, and know whatever is the police supposedly have a very good idea of who these offenders are, the six men. Oh. My under my understanding is that four of them are currently in jail on unrelated charges. And they're trying to keep them held there until DNA comes back. Again, this is all hearsay for the most part, but the source that's giving it to me seems to be pretty reputable. So take that for what it's worth. The additional two. Wait, can I ask you? Do you mind? You can ask. Okay. So they, they did this to Elena in July and then they got caught on something else sometime in august i'm guessing weeks later these people are just that moronic and dumb and dangerous okay got it yeah they are all of those things yes, yeah okay. i mean i mean if you, you know, do something like that then you get arrested for something else weeks later how stupid are you you committed the worst crime imaginable honestly the worst crime then they probably got caught for stealing i'm guessing i mean i'm just you know what i'm I, saying or drugs like how, or drugs yeah how stupid are you i just i don't uh, know what they're on yeah. I don't know the names of four of them. The the two's names that I do know are based on text messages between Trey and Erica. That's where I'm getting these other two names. And okay. so one is Harvey. And apparently Harvey is an older guy, drug supplier kind of thing, is my understanding. I, I want to say he's like 40 or something like that, if I remember reading correctly. Okay. Yeah, I saw your face, and you're gonna yeah. it's gonna be real worse yeah. when I tell when I tell you this one. The okay. other one and this is where I get where I really struggle with with Trey, because um, again, I don't think that Trey did anything, but I don't think that Trey did anything either. 
if that makes sense, and you'll see in a minute. Yep. There's a text message from Trey, okay, from Trey Hembry, Elena's father, which is to me a pretty reputable fucking source in this whole thing. Um, talking about a gentleman, a friend of his named JD, and how JD came home. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, this whole this whole podcast is a trigger warning. I'm gonna give you another one, but this whole podcast is a trigger warning. Um JD had on a white shirt, and on that shirt apparently was a footprint about the size of a 17-month-old baby, and it was in blood. What? Like on his abdomen. So not to try to paint a mental picture there, but I'm sure you can you can connect those dots. And this is Trey's friend? Supposedly. Was, is, was, I don't know, because it seems... so. Trey's talking about, and, and apparently the shirt and everything has been had been turned into the police. Is my it was true, not just the shirt, his boxers. There was blood in his boxers also. So this friend maybe lived with Trey or was friends with or, Trey. I don't think they lived with him, but they knew him. Yeah, they, they this whole okay. group apparently knows each other. Small, I mean, small town South. They right. They know each okay, other. so then he had this encounter with Elena and Erica. Obviously, Erica probably said yes go ahead whatever and then he went to hang out with elena's father after like that seemed to be the right thing to do in his head well, I'm just, i don't like wh- well i don't know the timeline i don't know if he went and hung out i know trey i don't know if trey was given that information by somebody else i don't really know okay, the timeline okay. of it got it all you know but, they were, is but that- regardless they were friends yeah i know that 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 was a message that came from that is in a screenshot and a text message from trey that he that he was saying that there was blood in the boxers, there was blood in um, on the shirt with a baby's footprint, um, and that was that stuff was turned over to the police. So that person's name was JD, and then there's Harvey. Those are the only two names I know out of the six that are suspected. But my understanding is that JD and Harvey are still walking around, living their life. I I am so sick. That's. That's the most frustrating part, um, mm-hmm. I think, right this minute, is that they're walking around. Like I said, Erica can rot in jail. That's fine. But I don't think that she needs to rot alone. I think that, yeah, no. obviously, they, this all Not needs all. to be. And and I think that they the police, they obviously know a lot more than they're releasing to the public because, you 100%. know what? And well, they're maybe, not releasing anything. Well, right, Sorry right. So, but... In the sense that, you know, a lot of times in these cases, they can't release everything just yeah. because it will tip off the people that they're looking for and it'll make things a lot easier for them to escape. So I have a feeling that perhaps when they do get at least one of these guys in custody, maybe they'll tell us a little bit more um, because they'll feel a bit more confident. But yeah, I kind of get maybe. why they're, yeah. But that's, that's but if I but if I know this information, it means they know that people know this information. Yeah, but you like let's not forget these these guys are they're really fucking stupid. Like really stupid. I'm sorry. They they okay, like fair. they seem like so dumb that like all they care about is <laughs> two things. You know what I'm saying? Like so dumb. Who's going to pay attention because well, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. So maybe maybe they don't, but I mean, you know, Eric, they know that Eric has been arrested. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to keep praying. I'm going to pray and pray and pray because I mean, this is this is very dangerous for people and children in Kentucky and the surrounding it, it, states. It, for, for everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah. Middlesbrough. I live in Tennessee. Middlesbrough is on the border of Tennessee and Kentucky. It's it's right borders on my state. And oh yeah, yeah. 
it's, it's a, and you know, we have, you know, Summer Wells is a good example of another child and that's a different podcast, different story, different day. But anyways, mm. um, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it, it is, it, it's, it's challenging. And so now, now let's go ahead and, and talk about where everything stands right now. So mm-hmm. Middlesbrough Police Department last week, I believe it was on the 20th, issued a statement finally. And we were excited that we were going to get an update on this case. And basically the update is that they've sent the DNA off that's supposed to be expedited and that it could take a year. Now, where I'm struggling on this, for those of y'all who, we, you know, last week's episode or last month's episode that we did was on Brian Koberger and the Idaho murders. And if you haven't heard about that case, then you live under a rock. <laughs> but um, they had touch DNA, touch DNA on a knife sheath. And I look, I don't know how the process of DNA works, but I would think that bodily fluid samples would be easier and quicker to test. But here's what I also learned because somebody asked this question. I don't know if you saw this video that I did, but I went down a deep dive rabbit hole on rape kit testing. Okay. The state that's the best at it in the country is Connecticut. Good job, Connecticut. You guys Mm -hmm. process it in about a month. Kentucky is is one of the two longest cases on record. Kentucky is one of them. It took them, I think, until 20... I can't, I can't remember. What, Washington State was another one, which actually surprised me. But it was like, it was almost 30 years before they wow. processed the kit from the... They re, very recently processed the kit from the early 90s. What? <laughs> Why is the family not like, what are you doing? Like, what is... I- and and just to know, in 30 years, I don't know the details of that case or what the deal is, but in 30 years, the perpetrator could be dead or God knows yeah. how many more crimes he could have committed in that period of time. I'm like convulsing right now, like so angry. It's a problem. The rape kit testing in this country is apparently a very big problem. Kentucky, it can take a year apparently is not bad for Kentucky. Um, It can apparently take decade, a decade or longer. And and so this becomes a different discussion, but it's, you wonder why women don't come forward. There you go. Because you have to put yourself through this. Women will shame other women. Men will shame other women. There will be all the questions and you won't get justice. You won't see a court date because it'll take them a fucking decade to process a case. And a woman has to live through that trauma. So no wonder people don't come forward the way that they should. That's, I I don't, I'm going to get off my soapbox on that. But, but with this case in particular, Mm. you would think that this was extenuating circumstances. Yeah. The horrific nature of the crime. And by the way, you should stand on that soapbox more. That was really well put because it's a really good point. Like women have to get ridiculed by other women and men. No wonder it takes women so long to come forward sometimes. Like it's, it's a big deal. So victim blaming, victim stand, blaming. Yeah. Every time, stand on that soapbox. <laughs> every time there is, go look at Danny Masterson. I did some, okay. So uh, Danny Masterson's one. There's so many people that were victim shame. Like, oh, he had money. He had this. The one of the worst ones I did, which I'm getting ready to do another one on him. I, and I'll, I don't normally do mm-hmm. my, you know, obviously as a creator, I, you know, we want the views, we want the engagement. And normally I don't do things for just views, but I'm going to do this one for just views because I know the idiots <laughs> that are going to click on this. Um, several months back, maybe even a year ago, I did one on Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy, the legendary yeah. porn star. Okay. And 
big fucking surprise that he had a bunch of rape charges against him or, or allegations, including from a like 14 year old girl. And, and it was from the seventies, but here's what people don't understand. Um, early in Biden's presidency, and I don't know the details of it, but early in Biden's presidency, one thing that he did was allow for old rape, old cases like this to be processed. He had like a, a two year stint for people to come forward. And I don't know the details on it. I just know that it was something along those lines. So don't hold me or you can just, you know, message me and tell me what I got wrong. <laughs> Fine. But, but that's why I think a lot of these are coming forward. And it turned out that Ron Jeremy was deemed unfit to stand trial due to his, I think he's got dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. So I, I have a whole different take on that that a lot of people don't agree with me. But here's the thing. What was really interesting about the video I did on that one, I did not expect that. I figured that to be a, a little like, Oh, here's a video. Here's a filler. That video got like a million, like 15, 1.5 million views or something like that, maybe more. And it's amazing to me how many men are into this guy's penis because, because, because they were defending this guy. Like their, it was their own. Like, and I didn't make the, I would, and that's how I would respond to it. It's like, man, you guys, you must really love this guy's, this guy's, this guy's. Wow. I I mean, you know, I definitely would not expect men to def- I don't know. That's oh, really random, but no, yeah. well, because well, here's the thing. I, I think that when men come to the defense of an accused rapist, they're telling on themselves. That's my that's my belief. I so it's so funny that you say that. I actually have felt sort of similar to that, or them being like, wait a minute, when I did this. That one night in college, that that didn't count, right? That girl's not going to come forward. I felt like, like I've been feeling, I guess, that so many men are replaying instances in their heads just because a lot of women are coming forward ten years later with, you know, whatever happened. And so I, I kind of feel you on that, or they're like, yeah, well, talking themselves out and, of something. And going a step forward, and and women who fall into this age demographic will probably be nodding their heads at this point. But a lot of so if you were somebody, and I'm just, this is just a guess, I don't have any like scientific facts on this, but if you were somebody who Ron Jeremy was your pornography idol, you were probably from a certain age demographic. Right, right. You're okay? right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with that, that was an era, uh, an era of misogyny where you could just grab women, do whatever you wanted, and there were zero repercussions. And I'm, like I said, I'm sure that some of the women who fit from that generation, your baby boomer, even silent gen, but silent gen, baby boomer, even into like early Gen X, can yep. probably sit there and be like, yeah, you're right. We have no rights. We couldn't say anything, couldn't do anything. Women you know, would lose their jobs if you didn't let them you know, be groped at work. So, yeah. um, so I think that that's part of it. So they're saying like, well, why would, you know, why? And people are like, I'm gonna okay. This is a tangent, real quick. Um, they're like, well, why would somebody like Ron Jeremy, who got to have you know sex with as many women as he wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, probably, probably, you know, I haven't seen any of his artistic work. We'll call it. Uh, I did an eye roll, guys. For that, oh, time. I have. That, I've seen it. Like, <laughs> have you? Yes. Okay, I have not. I. I he's so hideous, gross, <laughs> I disgusting. I know he's. Gross. I don't want to. Like, I know mm-hmm. he's. I know he's. He's very well endowed, but he's. You know. Okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People are like, well, why would somebody like that who's got same thing like with Russell Brand or with Danny Masterson? Y'all, it's not about just like I can't have sex with somebody, so I'm going to have sex. It's about control. You know, right? Why would mm-hmm. you know? It's the same thing too. Like, why would you? Yep. 
rape a baby, like because it's it's a power control. I don't know why, because it's fucking disgusting, but it's a power control. Yeah, it's, it's that's I feel like that's something that like it's I don't even nobody can even answer or ask that because it's just so no. gross. And and as we were sitting here, I was thinking about when I said, you know, nobody's gonna cover this because of the the pedophilia, the child abuse. Well, I also feel like and again, it's maybe because you brought up the word Connecticut. I don't know why I, I just thought of this, but like if this was like a, a wealthy town where everybody has sparkling white teeth and you know bleach blonde hair and they all drive Mercedes, oh, you're, not, you're 100% happened, right. Yeah, that would it would get some it would get some traction. It would be like pretty much the only thing that anyone like John Bonet. Yes, thank you. There you go, like Jean Bonet, exactly. But the fact thirty something years later, we're still talking about. We're, she's still on the cover of magazines 30 years later. I mean, well, that's yes, because there but, were recent updates in her case. That's why. Right. Sure. And, and again, same with, you know, Madeline McCann or whatever, if we're going to talk about kids, but I guess Jean Bonnet is more relevant because she was also assaulted. But, um, yeah, also I just, I'm like, McCann, probably we just haven't found her body. Exactly. No, you're, t- you're absolutely right about that. Unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I do feel like that because this is so, uh, I don't know, just low, low income. And there is it like, because they're not surprised by it. Like, I just don't get it. It's like, it's kind of, I don't see how, I don't care what your income level. I don't care what your demographic. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what your religion is. This should shock anybody. And you would think though, that I guess they would want to raise more awareness around it because you never know what somebody, what somebody knows. And if you know what I'm saying, you never know what, the person that, you know, works at the store down the street, you know, they might not be in a Facebook group and they might not know how to use technology, but they might know something. So it's like, what the hell are they doing? Like, 100%. Talk, yeah, it's weird. Uh, social media, and I will, I will die on this hill, social mm-hmm. media found Gabby Petito. Yeah, I, social I agree with that. Social media found her. Mm-hmm. Social media helped find Brian Koberger's car. Yes. Because because getting it out there was able to, and social media could break could maybe maybe put some um, pressure and some heat on the state of Kentucky to process these fucking rape kits or these these DNA samples or whatever they have, and that's what the goal is. You know, that's what the goal of bringing awareness and getting people fired up on it is. I love that. Yes, press the state of Kentucky to get this done in a week, three weeks, whatever it is. A year, that's not acceptable for a case Brian like Co- this. If Brian Cover could come back as quickly as he can on Touch DNA, there is no reason. Then go, you know what? Fucking enlist Connecticut's help if yeah. you're if you're that backlog. Send it to, Send Connecticut. It to Connecticut. You'll yes. have it in a month. I'm sure that they would happily help on this. No, that, I mean, I, I, like, that, good, that good done? Connecticut. Huh? I don't know I like, if can that be done. done? Like, <laughs> I just, I just though when you read about all this stuff, I just, I can't like just sing Connecticut's praises enough. Like that's just amazing. Maybe it's because it is such an yeah. affluent state. Maybe it doesn't happen as much there, so they can handle that that log. But I mean, unfortunately, yeah. it happens everywhere. I don't know, but Connecticut. I mean, again, good for you guys. Um, yeah, right. But but yeah, but this. So I was actually today. Well, I, I recorded earlier in the week, but it, it aired to well, the day that we're recording this, which is a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the radio here locally for something that's going on um, that I get to be a judge for. Um, and I didn't, I mentioned this case, but I didn't mention this case. Like I mentioned it in a, in a way 
like, hey, I can't talk about this is not a radio friendly subject, but <laughs> if you want to learn about it, here's where you go. So, I mean, I'm trying to plug information on it everywhere I can go because I think right now um, I'm the largest creator covering it and I'm like begging other creators, like, please, like, I don't even care. Like, take my videos, remove the watermark, use them as your own. I don't care. Re yeah. record them. I don't care. I just want, I don't care about credit. I don't care about being tagged. I just want this child to receive justice. And I want the people who, who committed these atrocious acts to be, to be jailed and put to death. Yeah. I think, um, I think, yeah, you, you, you said it perfectly. It just, this just needs to come out any way possible. These people need to pay for their actions and no other child needs to be, um, anywhere near any of the people that were involved in this ever again, ever again. Any I agree. And, and I think that we need to start another petition that asks Kentucky to bring wood chippers as a death penalty option. Seriously. And and where you can... And I was, I've was i actually said this in the Facebook group, I think, I, or maybe it was on TikTok. I can't remember because TikTok is so... They hate me. But um, <laughs> like, you know, like feet first, where like this thing breaks down a lot mm -hmm. and you have to constantly be repairing it as the person. I don't know. I know yeah. this, but I think, I think that that would still be too good to these people. Yeah, I know. No, I, I know. I don't know what, I don't know what to think. And, and I, I'm going to follow Erica's, uh, prison journey very closely if that's possible, because I, I am, I yeah, I'm sure she's going to be, um, get the shit kicked out of her a lot. Well, I think now that you and I are friends on Facebook, I can, I can invite you to the groups if you'd like to, and I can put you in touch with the admin, the admins of it, who are the ones in, in charge of this. But I mean, in all seriousness, yeah. if, if you, if you have the capacity and want, no, not anybody wants to, but if you feel, yeah. if you feel inclined to cover it, please for the love of God be my guest. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been sitting if here not, that's thinking okay. of, of, no, I've been thinking of ways that I, I can cover it, um, like officially and of course I can cover it on social media. I just keep thinking that, you know, this is not a typical story that I would be allowed to pitch for any of the um, sites that I write for. It's, I, I know they would, they would be like, absolutely not because it's, it's too vile. It, it is. So, or I wouldn't vile. be able to, I wouldn't be able to say it the way, you know, that it should be said and, and for people to read, because I think really, Justin, people have to know the, the full details of this to actually um, feel the pain in your heart and feel how much um, and or how horrible it was. You know, it's like just, yeah. just hearing that somebody was abused. You're like, it's really freaking sad. But you know, once you say the details, it's, it's too much to bear. It is, it is. And it's, it's one of the things and people yeah. kept, you know, will keep coming at me like, Hey, well, you need to cover this. You need to cover this. After like doing a few videos of these, I had to like take a hiatus from posting. Like I just couldn't. And people were like, you need to cover this. I'm like, I do you like, yeah. do you not miss the part of the video I said where this is like heavily weighing on me? Like this is, you know, we, I'm, I'm here to bring the stories fine. And, and, you know, I'm here to give a voice to the voiceless in this particular case, but it's not easy to do so. Oh, so. it's, it's not, especially like, I don't want to say it's more so it's, or it's easier if you don't have children of your own. Cause that, I feel like that's not really fair, but I, I do think that when you are a parent and you do think of your own child, it just, I mean, you can't, you can't even breathe. You lose your breath a little bit. Yeah. And so just to know that this poor little baby, her mother, her protector, her like, you know, allowed this to happen and probably took part in it. It's just, you know, 
it's insane. Yeah. The the other thing, which I, I guess you know, as we're as we're getting toward wrapping this up, but the other thing too is my understanding from a, a thing from Trey is that at one point she did lose total custody and he had full custody, and then she ended up getting back partial custody a, a little bit, and that's why she was Elena was with her. Yeah, and I think this woman in that post alluded to that just a bit, um, and. And this is another, um, this is just another reason why, you know, the family court system is so broken and so flawed because these things happen. And, and I, I bring up the Kavanaugh case again, Lauren Kavanaugh, because she actually had an adopted mother and was sent back to live with her birth mother. The birth mother was the mother that abused her. But while Mm -hmm. she was in between and they were deciding between birth and adopted mother. And, you know, the courts always want to go with birth mother if it's possible. If they can. The ado- yeah. yeah, if they can. The adopted mother submitted 45 pictures of um, what looked like abuse that Lauren had already endured at like 18 months. And they said it was, she was bit by fire ants. And they said that it was just regular kid bruises. And the judge actually said to the adopted mother, you're actually doing more harm to this baby by taking all these pictures of her and doing this than the birth mother will ever do. So he sent them or to Lauren with her birth mother. And then, Jesus. yeah. So it's that pretty judge crazy. Needs to be removed from the bench. Well, if, if you wow. look this up, the judge actually goes on record and, and stands by what he did and what he said because of what, I mean, you got You got to look into that because it's, okay. it's crazy. This might be eyes. something. Maybe, maybe we'll do something on this then. But Justin, yeah, you sounds- will. And just just to add to that, Barbie I don't know if I can Atkinson, do another one of these. Well, you this one is you probably won, but Barbie Atkinson. Why you might need to do it is because Lauren did not die. Barbie and her husband Ken are up for parole in 2031. Her so, husband's really name Ken. They're Barbie. They're really Ken Barbie and Ken. Correct. Yeah, I know. Dumb as that's hell. Real. It's not. Yeah, that's real. Barbie and Ken Atkinson. <laughs> look it up. It's yeah. But that's the shocking thing. They're up for parole in 2031 because she did not die. That's fucked up. Um, the other, the only other thing that I think that I, I forgot to mention earlier on on this that um, we should then we can close out. This is kind of like completely random fact, but <laughs> apparently there were also scenarios where, um, which makes me believe that she was drugged as well. That baby Lena would sleep. I'm using air quotes again. Sleep for like 48 hours at a time. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So I think oh, that, that's I think so again, sad. I think for people, yeah, I think that at this point, that's all the details we have of this case up to date as of one of we're recording this on Sunday, September 24th. It's going to drop October 1st. Um, but you know, this is a case that I'm going to follow, continue to follow, and update on social media as we can. Maybe it'll eventually bring to a follow up case. But but that's all I got. Yeah, I was gonna say, Justin, we should definitely do a part two when um more information is hopefully revealed. Um, yeah, just just to give people an update on these men, I think that and the DNA. I think that's the biggest thing. The men, the DNA, um, you know, because mm-hmm. obviously Erica won't go to trial for a while, I'm sure. But yeah, I would um But we I can, can still follow when she does. Yes, and we'll I can follow. mentally prepare myself for a part two. So yeah, you have you have time because hopefully you, you might have a year. Oh, um, gosh. Well, before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. I know this was not an easy case to talk about. And where can listeners find you? Yes, you can find me um, on Instagram at Lauren underscore interviews and on TikTok at 
Lauren Conlon four, and then on Twitter at Conlon underscore Lauren. Okay. And what about your, and if you want to mention your podcast? Oh again. yeah. Yeah. You can. <laughs> thanks. That whole thing too. Yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, you can check out my, both of my podcasts, Lauren interviews, which is a little more light, um, and, and fun. And then you can check out, uh, corruption. What happened to Grant Solomon? They're streaming on all platforms. And then, um, you can go to NikkiSwift.com and read all about the crime and the celebrity gossip that I write about. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And, and as far as, so you're right. I did, I did do two podcasts with one with Angie, one with Gracie. Yes. Um, and they're, they're, they're my second and third episode of, of this, of this podcast. Um, Gracie's episode was only about 30 minutes because it was Gracie herself doing it. And it's again, a very, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's only, um, yeah. You yeah. know, this is not the podcast where, but Gracie's a remarkable child. I mean, she's a teenager, she's a young woman, so I should maybe say it's a child, but she's a remark. She's a remark. To me, she's a kid. To you, she's a kid. But yeah. to, you know, she's a remarkable kid. Like she she's, really is. She's amazing. And um, if people want to go back and listen to your podcast, they'll hear what she's endured and uh, just how wonderfully she's doing. But again, you know, she still is is really scared for her life and mm. and for everything that's around her. So people should catch up on that. Absolutely. So. Well, thank you again so much for joining us and we will see you guys next month.